This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week. And we are so glad that you have joined us. Aaron Evernham and Steve Post. And got a dandy for you here today. You got Brent Marks and Justin Peck, a couple of the big winners this past weekend. So uh, all is well. Again, so glad you joined us. How are you, Aaron? How are things? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fantastic. Spent a little time in the heartland in Kansas. Bummed that um, I didn't get a chance to see any sprint car racing. Uh, USAC was out there, but our schedules never uh, cooperated. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's all good. It's all right. Yeah. And uh, everything is well. Um, we got, we've been, we've been in this, we're going to get sprint car racing. Um, we have been in this cycle of, uh, are we going to Port Royal or not? And this will be Ashley and I, you will, we'll, we'll taunt you from afar, but, um, we are going to Port Royal for the Weikert Memorial. Um, there was, there's been issues with camping in the town and they just last week said the camping is good. So we're, the Weikert Memorial was going to be either two shows with no camping or anything else or one big party. It's going to be one big party. (laughs) And if it's one big party, then Wing Nation is there. And you can't miss the party. That's right. Exactly. We're going to be in the commercial building and they are also turning the commercial building into a wine and beer garden. Oh, conveniently. Bless our hearts. Feel terrible for Yes. You. So um, so we're coming to Port Royal. Speed Palace, we are coming to see you. Ashley and I'll be there. It's the Weikert Memorial, May 28th and 29th. Let's get into the Hefner Racing Product Hot Topics. Um, Brent Marks won the Morgan Cup at Williams Grove. Um, he has had two World of Outlaw wins, and they're all big money deals. Yeah. 17-5 on Saturday night, 20000 for the Texas Outlaw Nationals. Coming into the month of money, he's got to like the way things are uh, rolling. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, he's had speed. I mean, not just this year, last year. Gosh, since he, <laughs> since he formed, yeah. reformed his own team, Brownie at Texas called him the fastest non-outlaw team yeah. in the country. And I think you can – I think I, I think it's really neat because I think there's been points where Anthony Macri's maybe yeah. been that camp – um, Brownie's obviously been good. He's but but Marks is rolling. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk to him in just a little bit. Also rolling is Justin Peck. Two wins with the All Stars. He won I ninety six in Waynesfield Friday and Sunday night. Now this is where it gets interesting. The two other races he ran yeah. the past week, second with the Outlaws. I thought he was going to get his first Outlaw win. Mm-hmm. Um, and second, 
with the All-Stars at Wayne County. So that's four straight top twos. <laughs> that's rolling, too. Yeah, no doubt about it. So Justin Peck, we're going to talk to him a little bit later on. Three wins on the season. Uh, his other win uh, was the opener at Williams mm-hmm. Grove. Um, Dominic Selzy, speaking of uh, hot hands. Um, the Pita Murphy Classic. Pita Murphy. Yes, exactly. Friday night at Tulare, somewhat standard. Dom got up front, mixed it up, I think, with Shane Golubek, got the win. Saturday, he's riding around in third. Corey Day and Justin Sanders tangle with about 10 <laughs> laps to go. Dominic says, thank you. I'll meet you at the bank. $11,000. Right place at the right time. Yes, no doubt about it. You put yourself in that spot, yep. which which we can make the same case for Brett, Brett Marks, Marks on, yep. on um, Saturday night. You put yourself in that spot, and some of them are going to fall in your lap. Every one of these drivers has been in that spot where one's t- fallen from yeah. their lap, too. Yep. Um, but I think the thing that's really neat about Dominic's deal is, uh, and he shared some with this uh, post-race, um, he had a point, uh, he started racing and then got discouraged. Mm-hmm. And he had a point where he was thinking about hanging up the helmet, and the one that talked him off the ledge, if you will, as far as racing goes, was Peter Murphy. Mm, so Peter was the I one, didn't know that. Peter was the one that, that talked him into continuing on. Yeah, because he lived in the Midwest for a while, and when he went back, he yeah. said he was going to be limited. Know, yes, and I don't know when this all was. Dom described it as a dark place with racing, you know, and Peter had a come-to-Jesus talk with him, if you will, and obviously it's worked out well because yeah. Dominic won more races than anybody last year, and he's really rolling this year. Yeah. So he's the only two-time winner of the Peter Murphy Classic, and I know uh, I know what that means to Dominic. Uh, mm-hmm. I know what Peter means to everybody out there, but what he means to obviously what he means to Dominic. So I just thought that was Neat really story, really, yeah, yeah, really cool stuff. Um, you got a really good story happening over in Western Ohio, Cole Macedo. Don't look now, um, and and it's going to be neat because we'll get to see Friday night with the with the Outlaws rolling mm. into Attica. Cole Macedo has that Ray Brooks Racing number 18 car rolling. Um, Well, last eight races, three wins, seven podiums. Wow. And he stunk it up to a sixth-place finish one night. Um, They're doing well, and they are having fun. Oh, my gosh. Stephanie Linder, they did some video where they were all bawling their eyes out crying or something. Oh, they're just, like, mocking, and they're just, oh, we have to do this. And... Well, the fun, I don't know what was funniest. It was, I don't know what it was. And I, I should know that so I could tell everyone to go check it out. Stephanie Linder had it on her Facebook, I think. I don't know what was better, them bawling their eyes out or Stephanie in the background laughing. <laughs> um, that's the thing I think that's really neat about this Ray Brooks racing team is they're having fun while they're doing yeah. it. And well, it's that's, always more fun when you're winning. Well, no doubt about it. Performance <laughs> is good, uh, but they're, they're, they're having a ball doing it. It's been fun. And finally, from the Empire Super Sprints, one of your old, your, old, your old stomping grounds, how about Danny Varen? He won Fonda. Um, three wins to start the ESS season. His win at Fonda started with a lap one crash to the work area wow. and came and passed every one of them. And won the race, his 19th career ESS win. So wow. Danny Varon knocking it out, second, at least second generation. Bobby Varon, yeah. former Fonda track champion up the there. Modified. Modified, yeah. Yep. And, and Actually uh, drove his car once. Did you really? Yep. 
There that you was go. modified at Fonda. At Fonda. Yes, yeah, there I really... was not really good in the modified. There we go. Well, at least you didn't go. Did you go in the Mohawk River? No, I didn't. Well, if you didn't river. go in the Mohawk River, your night was better than some at Fonda. <laughs> yes, I love that racetrack. That's a cool place. It isn't really it? is. It's really cool. I, I ran love a mini sprint. Yeah. I mean, race sprint cars there, but mini sprints too. A mini sprint. Really? Like, yeah, twelve hundred cc. Dude, you had that baby wound it up around oh, that joint. Oh, it was so fun. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Hefner Racing Products is the absolute, well, you know the absolute number one pit utility vehicle in sprint car and midget racing is a custom mule conversion from HRP. It starts with a solid platform, dependable, good-looking Kawasaki mule, and Aaron, they customize and build each to customer specifications. They do. They have options like generator, air compressor, shock and radius rod racks, amazing toolboxes and drawers, LED lighting, walk-on roofs, and more. HRP Mule Conversions perform, outlast, and maintain their value better than any other utility vehicle. HRP Mules raising the standard again in pit utility vehicles. And they handle really, really well. I can trust. I can tell you. They handle really well. So good stuff, that's for sure. (laughs) Hey, we need to do this. We need to step away because when we come back, the Myerstown Missile. Brett Marks, he joins us next. Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington tree fruit. Apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience, and they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. High-quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit, it's our first choice for quick and easy snacking. Circle B Diecast is the new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as Lionel and Chase Authentics Apparel Distributor has grown into the largest distributor of diecast and now includes Auto World Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sandbass Artwork, and University of Racing lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing and support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. And on orders over $20, use promo code MRN for free shipping. Check them out, CircleBDieCast.com. Power isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires, continues on. We are talking on the Sage Fruit Hotline to the winner of the Morgan Cup at Williams Grove. Brent Marks joins us. Hello, Brent. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Well, I'll tell you what, riding around there at Williams Grove, having yourself a really, really good night, and then with one or two laps to go, having yourself a really, great really night. great night. Uh, congratulations. Has to be nice to get another big win with the Outlaws at Williams Grove. Yeah, it sure is. You know, it, it's, it's nice to win an Outlaw race anywhere, but uh, to be able to win at uh, Williams Grove is is uh, really special, you know, just you know, obviously because, you know, we're based out of Pennsylvania and it's uh, such a really hard racetrack to win at. So anytime you can get a win there, you know, it's definitely um, definitely an accomplishment. And, um, you know, we're just uh, very thankful that things went our way there on Saturday night. And, you know, we uh, we had a fast race call all night long. And 
and was dealing with rain all weekend and it was just uh you know it was turning into a very frustrating weekend just dealing with all that so to uh top it off with a with a win you know was um you know really special and you know the other cool thing is we've we've uh won all three major events there with the world of outlaws and um that that's also really cool yeah, what an accomplishment. Brent, talk about the, the last few laps of the race. Obviously, you got took the lead from Jacob uh, last lap when he ran out of fuel. Um, how close were you on fuel? But you, you also had something going on with your brakes and a vibration. You know, leading a race, that's a lot to, to maintain or to manage as a driver. Yeah, it sure is. I think it was about 10 laps ago I started developing a really bad vibration, and I wasn't really sure what was going on. Um, you know, because it just comes up through the drive line into your feet, into your hands, the steering wheel, and it, you just you, you don't know what it is. And my biggest worry was it was my my motor, and um, you know, because we were just pushing hard all night long, and you know, just on the throttle, and and uh, you always worry about being too lean in those things and, and burning them up when it's like that. So that was my biggest concern. And then I got the second, and I was just trying to push as hard as I could, but also trying to be a little cautious so I didn't I didn't break anything either um and then uh you know I, I we ended up finding out that it was a uh it was the brake caliber I guess the one stud broke off and it got, got cocked sideways on the rotor and it was just grinding against the rotor and causing a, a bad vibration so um it really wasn't that big of a deal <laughs> with that happening but you know last lap there the, the whole thing broke off and I lost my brakes and just uh you know, got really lucky there at the end, put it that way. So we just, um, it was, a, we were fortunate. We weren't in racing in lap traffic or anything like that. So it, it all worked out there in the end. But, you know, we had that issue and then we only finished the race with two gallons of fuel. So I, I don't even see us finishing another lap there. Um, you know, with them things, two gallons of fuel is absolutely, is basically running on fumes. So um, we got extremely lucky to even finish that race. Fuel, I know nothing about fueling systems and engines and everything. You talk about leaning it out. Had you did you have all the fuel in the car that you could put in the car? Were we were was there? I mean, obviously Jacob ran out. Was it was did did everyone do everything they were supposed to do and could do on that? How do you how do you budget for that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we, we filled it up to the very top. I mean, we couldn't put another drop in that thing. And, <laughs> And so we did our we did our job on that. And anytime we had a yellow, I made sure that I saved as much fuel as I possibly could. And um, you know, and, and you know, the best way to doing that is just obviously staying off the throttle totally and leaning the, the uh, motor out with your shutoff valve. So I, I did that, you know, all the way up until going into turn three, take, taking the green. And you know, it's when we go green, I just shove it back to wide open there, and so like go go racing again. But um, I, I did as much as I possibly could to save fuel because we uh, we went through a lot in the dash, and I, I couldn't believe how much we went through in the dash. So we were uh, we were even lucky to finish that thing because you know it's only six laps. We generally don't put a whole lot of fuel in for the dash, and, and we got lucky to even finish that. But um, so I kind of seen what was going on there, and you know just try to be as smart as I could behind the wheel throughout the race, just to make sure I was there at the end. And and um, I almost didn't do a good enough job, so <laughs> we cut it really close. Brett, I have two questions for you. When you're worried about fuel conservation, do you do anything under green flag to try to not be wide open all the time? Or, or when you're, I mean, it seems to me like in a World of Outlaw race, you, you can't give up anything. You know, in a, in a stock car, there's ways to kind of roll off the throttle, roll back on a little easier. Yeah. But in a sprint car, is there anything you do like that? 
And my second question for you was, when you went over the scales, how nervous were you knowing you only had two gallons of fuel in the tank? Yeah, I mean, um, it's I guess it's more about what position you're in mm-hmm. uh, out in the racetrack. So, like, you know, if you're out front and kind of controlling the race, I feel like you can roll out of the spot a little bit there and just kind of, you know, change your pace. Mm-hmm. Some. But the way the track was, it was just so fast. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we really couldn't – I didn't really see any way that where I was running, like I had to keep pushing the whole time just to try to get, um, just try to get, get some position there. Cause you know, uh, Jacob was out there and, um, Sheldon was running really hard and I was behind trying to catch both of them and, and he just really had to push the whole race. So there was nothing I felt like I could really do because if I back off a little too much, then they got too far out and then I could never chase them back down again. So we were just constantly chasing that whole race. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I just tried to do the best I could under the yellow flag. And, um, you know, I think that really helped. But, uh, you know, fortunately, you know, I don't, it's always kind of a, a disadvantage being six foot two because you're a lot heavier <laughs> than these other drivers. So mm-hmm. I've always weighed more than a lot of other drivers. And, felt like sometimes that has hurt me but this time around rolling across the scales I already knew I I was good so I didn't really have to worry about it (laughs) unlike others yeah like yeah yeah exactly I mean some of these other guys are just they have to be really really careful with with what they do and I mean I'll use Carson for example you know I talked to him after the race I I have 50 more pounds of body weight than he does I mean just so right there it's just that's easy for me to make weight but for a team like that they have to be very careful with with what they do because they're always you know on the edge of uh being underweight so um that's the one and only time i think that's ever helped me <laughs> <laughs> man that is awesome gosh i i didn't even thought about that but i mean that makes total sense makes total sense so we are we are going to uh, get, let you get out of here in just a second or two because you're racing tonight over at bridgeport you get to you get to dance with the outlaws again tonight um have you ran much at the new Bridgeport Speedway, and and what's your take on what you're going to run into this weekend or, or tonight over there? Yeah, I've, I've run three times at the the new Speedway so far, and it's uh it's a really cool track. It's it's a whole lot of fun, and you know we almost won that invasion of the Poxy race there just the other week, and you know we broke broke that's a true. rear end there on the last lap and lost that thing, and that was pretty devastating. So hopefully we can rebound tonight and have a really good night and just um, go out there and compete for another win, but. Uh, it's a really fun racetrack. It's it's uh, exciting for the drivers and you know also for the fans. And you know they just put a whole lot of banking into it and shorten it up from what the old track was. And you know it's it's a really racy joint. So um, I'm really excited to get back there. Yeah, I was up there a couple of weeks ago. Um, just saw a 305 show and USAC non-wing sprint cars. What an amazing track! Mm-hmm. Gosh, that is amazing what they've done, especially yeah, compared to the old one. Did you ever do anything? Were you ever over at the old one, the five eighths mile? I I think I raced on the old one just twice, and I wasn't a huge fan of it, so we never went back after that. So yeah. it was just one of those tracks, you know. It, you know, we we did it. It's like we we don't really need to go back. So I'm I'm really happy that they changed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. They've they've made that thing. That's that's going to be an awesome race so tonight. So fast and had those big infield yeah. tires. Uh, yeah. Final final thing for you. I said I wanted to get you out the door, but something else just spurred to my mind. You run an outlaw schedule, not a world of outlaw, an outlaw schedule. Um, one of the hot topics is fuel prices and that as you look at the next six weeks, month, month and a half, two months down the road, uh, is there, is there any changes to that or how is that factoring into where you're planning on going, Brent? 
Yeah, I mean, right now we're still sticking to our, our current schedule and going to try to race all these races we want to race. Um, but we're also going to take into consideration all that, just see where we're at. So, I mean, winning races like, you know, the, the uh, Morgan Cup there on Saturday obviously really helps us in our, in our budget to be able to, to continue to do what we're doing. Um, but, you know, we just have to be really careful and just make, you know, go race races that make sense. And, um, you know, I, all the races that I have scheduled this year, I, I feel like make sense for, for our team and what we want to accomplish. And I want to try to continue that. So um, we, we'll just really be watching the weather a lot. You know, if we're going to travel 10, 12 hours down the road and there's a 50, 60% or 70% chance of rain, we might consider just not even going at all and racing here locally just, just because, you know, we don't want to take that chance. And, um, you know, it's just a lot of money to be spending to go down the road just to, to take that chance. And, uh, you know, we just have to be smart about it. So um, at this point, we're just taking it one week at a time. Um, but for the most part, you know, we're, we're definitely sticking to our, our schedule that we currently have. Outstanding. Well, we'll be watching you tonight on Dirt Vision. Can't wait to see it. And uh, we'll catch up with you next week. I think at Port Royal we'll be up there and, and doing our live shows up there. But uh, thanks for joining us here today on Wing Nation. We appreciate it. Sounds good. Thank you for having me on. There we go. Brent Marks joining us on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Man, I didn't realize. I mean, I realize it, but all that's involved with us shutting the the, the yeah. fuel lines off or minimizing the fuel lines during caution yeah. and everything. I mean, it's so precise yeah. what these guys do. Yeah, I remember I, I used to do that, obviously, and there was a lot of times that you'd be worried about fuel. But I would keep my hand on the fuel shut off because there was a time I may or may not have forgotten to open it back up before we went green and hurt, oh. a, motor, hurt a motor. So I used to always make sure the whole time I just keep my hand there because I knew so I you, so you would have you, a reminder. Because if you're under caution for four or five well, something laps, happens. your mind goes every yeah, which direction. Yeah, something happens. You're watching the track. You know, and someone, I got a little ADD going on. Someone pulls up alongside you and, and waves a finger at you. The beer hill the... gang's chucking beers over the fence yeah, exactly. at you. Exactly, yeah. Man, oh, man. Good stuff, that's for sure. We need to step away. <laughs> when we come back, uh, Justin Peck, he joins us next. Just like racing components, Aggressive Hydraulics purpose-builds hydraulic cylinders to perform for customer-specific applications. They design and manufacture mobile-style, single-stage cylinders, as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no-one-size-fits-all approach with Aggressive Hydraulics. Hydraulic solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. They proudly design and manufacture all cylinders in the United States. Check out the video of their story at AggressiveHydraulics.com. Circle B Diecast is the new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as a Lionel and Chase Authentics apparel distributor has grown into the largest distributor of diecast and now includes Auto World, Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sam Bass Artwork, and University of Racing Wines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing, and they support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. On orders of $20 or more, or use, use promo, promo code, code MRN for, for free, free shipping. shipping. You can, can check them out at www.circlebdiecast.com. Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength. Right back to the Sage Fruit Hotline, a man who has... Two wins in the last three races and four straight top two finishes, including one with the World of Outlaws, three with the All-Star Circuit of Champions. Justin Peck joins us. Hello, Justin. How are you? Hey, I'm pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on. I always start with a stupid question like, how's it going? 
That's kind of a dumb question for you. How good is it going for you right now? <laughs> Looks like you guys have got that car rolling well. Yeah, we've, uh, you know, we've just kind of been chipping away at it all year. Uh, you know, I feel like we had, you know, a lot of speed early in the year. It's just, you know, uh, it seems like when we'd hit it and had a car that was could win, I, I would, I didn't race a race that, you know, that was good enough to win or, or vice versa. So it's just, uh, I feel like we just now are finally putting it all together. Justin, you kind of hit on exactly the question I wanted to ask you. You know, you've had speed all year. You guys have been fast. But how how much of a factor is is your confidence, is your driving? You said there were races maybe you didn't do exactly what you needed to do. But, you know, there's such a big part of our game that we don't talk about, the mental part of it and the confidence part of it. How important is that? And when you have finishes like you do in a row, how great is it to have that momentum on your side? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think it's that way for all sports. That's, a, mm -hmm. you know, the mental side of it's huge. But it just, it seems like with the racing deal, um, you know, it just, it, it gets, uh, it gets magnified even more. I mean, it's, it's one of those deals that if you're, you know, you could be a little, you, your car can be on, but if you're not thinking, you know what I mean? If you're not happy mm -hmm. with it, or you're not confident enough, I mean, you're going to, you're going to take a winning car and run 15th. And it's just, that's just how tough our deal is now. I mean, it seems like, uh, seems like there's plenty of badass drivers out there that can wheel race cars and there's all these, you know, bunch of good car owners and good equipment and stuff um and it's just that little bit of that little bit of the mental side that guys kind of forget about and uh you know i kind of talked about it last year uh going into the 2021 season i felt like i took a little bit better approach towards that side of racing um and it just kind of been growing on that as the years go on and um you know there was a stint there was a weekend uh when we were in pennsylvania uh, with the all-stars this year that i kind of let it get to me a little bit you know we started that week off with bridgeport um it was running second felt like i had a shot of winning that race and ran over lap car so that whole weekend kind of went to crap after that just just based off the mental side of it, you know and, and like i said i feel like i've had this speed all year long and i know we had a car that was capable of winning at least two of those four nights we were in pennsylvania just you know wasn't able to get the job done just because i let one little thing you know bother me too much that whole weekend but uh you know it seems like we're back on track now i mean we're making the right decisions with the race car and i think we're making the right decisions on the racetrack as long as we keep this, this ball rolling we should be good Fast forward with that to this past weekend, you, you the three all-star races, but you were over at Lincoln, and I know second place has got to be a frustrating spot to finish, but second place with the World of Outlaws, did that help with your confidence as you went into this weekend, and is, 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 is second with the Outlaws good for you, or is it more frustrating for you? Um, yeah, you know, second's just the first loser. Uh, <laughs> exactly that's the problem it, I, that's that's my question is like yeah you, you you didn't get the job done but it's the world of freaking outlaws too you know what I mean it's like uh... yeah it's uh it, it's hard to kind of find that balance in your head yeah of, you know oh man I'm, I'm happy with uh you know I'm happy with the second but um you know I think for me at least for as, as from a personal standpoint I think I think when I start thinking that way um I almost get comfortable I guess you could say Good. So kind of, you know, we were happy with it in the moment, you know, but also still irritated that, you know, we had a shot at winning and led laps. But, um, you know, when it comes down to it, I think Jacob was just a little bit better than we were or a little bit better than I was or however you want to look at that. So, um, you know, that was on that was on Wednesday. So when I got up Thursday morning, that's kind of more so what I was thinking about was how do I, you know, what I mean, how do I get better? How do we how do we, you know, when we get back in that situation, how do we how do we finish it off and not get past for the lead? So uh, that was kind of the direction we took it. Um, just trying to talk about how to get the race car better. Like, I think we were a little light on the nose when I, like, later on in that race when we started getting the wing back, um, you know, it seemed like I couldn't really keep the right front on the ground, and I really had to check up on the entry into one to, to really get my car to sit and roll, um, whereas Jacob looked to be, like, a little bit more stable with his right front that maybe didn't have as much uh, left rear attitude as my car had. So that was kind of the direction we took that, just trying to get better.
Crazy. Justin, continuing the conversation about the mental aspect, you talked about that weekend in Pennsylvania where you, you ran over a lap car and it kind of affected the weekend. What are things that you do to try to work on that? Like that's one of the hardest things as an athlete, right, is to overcome it, to, to put it behind you and go on to the next race. What are some of the things that you find work best for you? Um, you know, just, just trying to stay positive and locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I think, I think for me, like if I dwell on the bad stuff too much, it really affects me. But I also think for me, I, I, I tend to look at the, the good things we did too much as well, you know, and like really what makes or breaks you is those in-between times. Like if, you know, I might win these two races this weekend, but I could go, I'd go up and lay a goose egg this weekend and run 12, you know, all just cause all, you know, all just cause I was thinking too much about, Oh, I'm good. I won these two races. I'm good. You know? And so I think it's just a matter of staying locked in and always looking forward to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something my crew chief, Sean and I kind of talked about, you know, sometime last year was, yeah, it's great. We won all these races early. Well, now we're running third and fifth and sixth and whatever. So how do you get past that? You know what I mean? So I think for us, it's just, we always try to look forward to the next one. And, and we kind of look at it as if, you know, we got the whole winter time to, to party and, and feel like we accomplished something. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and I love seeing your, your team, your team kind of was Sean there and, um, and, um, what's his name? Uh, Kramer's boy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kirk. Yeah, Kirk. Um, it, th- that dynamic is interesting because I look at that team and I see the partying misfits, but yet <laughs> you're having these discussions about the mind game and everything. That's that. That's a neat balance that you guys have with 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 Tom's team there. Yeah, it's uh, it works out pretty good because I mean, Kurt. You know, Kurt is a he can get a little wild. Um, <laughs> we do have a lot of fun together, but I mean, when it when it comes down to it, Kurt's one of the you know he's one of the hardest workers I've ever actually worked with. It's just yeah. Um, yeah, he's going to do his own thing on his own time, you know what I mean? And he might not be getting to the shop at 8 o'clock like Sean is every morning, but, you know, he's out there by 10, and he works till 10 midnight. So it is uh, it is a good balance, you know. And for me, from a driver's standpoint, when I want to be serious, you know, Kirk can be serious too, but when I really need to talk about, like, you know, the professional side of it and how we're going to get from point A to point B, you know, that's, I can go to Sean. And uh, when I need to have a little bit more relaxed conversation or – uh, you know, and Kurt's actually, I, I call Kurt the engineer because I swear I walked in, I walked into our apartment one day. I, I went home to Indianapolis, you know, saw the parents and everything. And when I got back to the apartment of Pennsylvania, I walked in, he was reading a freaking engineering book. <laughs> so, I mean, he's, he is pretty smart on that kind of, on that side of stuff. You know, I mean, he might've had, you know, four or five empty white cloths sitting next to that engineering book, but Hey, he, he had it open and he was reading it. Yeah. The first time I talked to him, I knew that he was funny a little eccentric and a genius also. I knew that he, I mean, just talking to him, I knew that he's, he's a smart, smart guy, you know, and, and really cool. So now the boss man, Tom, um, every time I go to a race, he's fishing or doing something else. Does he get to many races or is he that, uh, is he still out, out and about all the time? Uh, for the most part, he don't, he don't usually show up a whole lot, but he's been to three of them this year. And it just so happened to be all three in a row. He went to Bridgeport and then he went to Bloomsburg. And then he went to uh, Williams Grove, uh, and then he skipped out on Port Royal that uh, that weekend that the All Stars were in Pennsylvania. But I know, like last year, he came. Uh, like we went to, we had uh, the second time the all the Outlaws went down to Florida, like after Texas and all that stuff rained out. Uh, you know, he he was he went down there with us there. He came to Port Royal like maybe two or three times. Um, and then actually the weekend that uh, we were in Wisconsin last year, so this this coming up weekend, uh, you know, I got in a concussion. Before you know, the weekend before that. So I wasn't racing and Spencer Basin was racing. He actually went out there for that too. But uh, no, he usually just watches, watches on the couch, man. He usually, uh, you know, he'll call me and text me and stuff like that. Uh, But he kind of just lets us do what we need to do. And uh, I think that's part of, 
part of why we're able to be successful is, uh, you know, he's put a, he's put a good team in place and he knows that we're capable of, of, you know, taking care of his equipment and, and, you know, and, uh, and winning races and getting up and down the road. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a nice dynamic. Justin, I hate talking points, but how important is that championship? You know, you're second in points now. It's early in the season, but the all-star championship, how big of a goal is that? Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's what we're shooting for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like we've been really fast. You know, I feel like we would have had a, a better shot at it last year had, uh, had I not, you know, been forced out out for that weekend and missed four races. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as a team, we still came home second in the championship, not a close second, but we were still second. Um, and I feel like if we can just, uh, you know, get through this year, no injuries, and keep our motor program in line, um, I think, you know, I think we'll be right there at the end of the year. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things, like, we try not to worry about it, and I, mm-hmm. I really personally haven't even looked at it yet. Um, and I don't plan on doing that till after Speed Week because, I think really the pivotal point in the all-star series yeah. is like what well, you got to get through speed week and then you got to get through the Knoxville all-star show. If you can get through the, the those, like that 10 race stint and be towards the front of all the, like every night, you know, running in top 10. Um, I think that's going to be the guy that comes out on top. Mm-hmm. Neat stuff. That's for sure. Well, you guys are headed to Wisconsin this weekend. We wish you the best up there. Continued success. We appreciate you joining us and uh, we'll catch up with you. We'll be at Port Royal next weekend. So uh, we'll see you there, but thanks for joining us here on wing nation. Yep. Thanks for having me guys. There we go, Justin Peck. Man, what a what a neat guy that is. Yeah. Boy, he I, I I love you know you you see him and they're having a good time and then yet you talk to him and he is so laser focused on the 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 battle that he's in yeah and the challenge that he's in as a professional athlete yeah and I I just love his I love his perspective on both on on all of it on I life love, yeah on, on yeah, yeah. trying to find I think in life this is nothing to do with sprint car racing we all try to find balance Amen. and and we all fail at finding <laughs> we, balance. We never feel like seems, we're happy. Seems with like every day yeah. we fail at finding balance. And, and when you look at his sprint car world, finding that balance between enjoying and mm-hmm. performance and not letting that lap car get the best of you three nights in yeah. a row, um, you know, savoring the second place all-star run, but still have that be a burr under your saddle. Yeah. I think that balance is good. I love the way he handles that. I really do. Me too. And I am telling you, that all-star battle this year, now I agree with him. Yeah. Stay tuned. Let's get through Ohio Speed Week and the Knoxville race. But I am telling you, Tyler Courtney very well could win this championship, defend his crown. He's going to need to pack a lunch to do it. Yep. Justin is there. Hunter Schoenberger is there. We know Eliason's going to be good. We just, you just keep going down that list. So it's um it's uh, it's it's really really good. We need to step away, and uh, when we come back, we'll have more Wing Nation. Sage Fruit is a premium grower, packer, and shipper of Washington tree fruit, apples, pears, and cherries, and it's always an exceptional eating experience. And they're grown in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Not only is their produce healthy, but they are grown with such care and precision that you can count on each piece of fruit having exceptional flavor. High quality fruit, exceptional flavor, healthy snacking. Make sure when you go to your local grocery store, ask for Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit. Circle B Diecast is the new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as Lionel and Chase Authentics apparel distributor has grown into the largest distributor of diecast and now includes Auto World Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sandbass Artwork, and University of Racing lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing and support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. And on orders over $20, use promo code MRN for free shipping. Check them out, circlebdiecast.com. 
isn't born. It's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride, ride on, on our strength. Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires. We're continuing on here. Uh, let's talk about the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum birthday calendar. Busy, busy week. Uh, Ray Tilly uh, yesterday. Or yesterday. Um, Hooker Hood, Shirley Keir. Yeah, Shirley's the best, isn't she? Mm, sure B- is. Bill Vandewater. Pat Sullivan coming up later this week. I love Pat Sullivan. I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah. Paul Wirick, uh, Bob Swiker, Gus Schrader. And today would have been the birthday of Russ Garnett. Garnett, I guess it is. Okay? And if today was his birthday, it would be his 127th birthday. Oh. He was born in 1895, a renowned sprint car owner and mechanic. Won the 1930s, uh, 1930 AAA Pacific Southwest Championship with driver Francis Quinn. Many, many big car wins at Ascot in the 20s wow. and 30s. Legendary drivers like Rex Mays, Jimmy Sharp, Stubby Stubblefield, and many more. Uh, Russ passed away in 1965, um, but he is forever enshrined at one sprint car place, Knoxville, Iowa, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum over there. And uh, more drivers, owners, media, and others will be inducted coming up with their Sprint Car Hall of Fame induction weekend. It's coming up on June 4th. In Knoxville, Iowa, Aaron. Yes. Have you ever been to the event? Never been to the event. It's uh, I, I love going to those inductions. I was on the board for a long time uh, for the Hall of Fame, but to listen to the stories, yeah. not only that are being told of the inductees, but just the gathering of the people who the are there, yeah. just sitting at the tables, and uh, it's it's just such a great event. If you're in Iowa or you know thinking about a trip to Knoxville. Check it out. Absolutely. Bob Fry, Eric Gordon, Terry Gray, Tim Green, Tony Stewart, the drivers going in. Ralph Heinzelman Sr., a longtime mechanic uh, car owner in Pennsylvania. Walter T. Mm-hmm. Ross, Dennis Roth, Johnny Gibson, Jack Cromer, the great photographer. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Robin Miller, the great broad, or great uh, reporter for the Indy Star, and Melvin Slim Rutherford. Okay, so, Aaron, we don't have to wait long. Yes. Tonight, the Dirt Vision kind of night. Yes, Man, my I'm, favorite. Okay. Bridgeport is so awesome. Gosh, they've done such a good job. I can't there. wait to to watch. I only saw highlights from the last time they ran there. It's but it's the ever changing track. It's so awesome. It just is. Um, I was there a couple weeks ago. I probably shared on the program. Um, it was a three hundred five race? Great three hundred five race. Fantastic three hundred five race. They went green to checker. I mean, it was just awesome. USAC. Uh, talked to Billy Pouch there. I mean, it was good. Did you get just, his book yet? I got his. I'm reading it. Yeah, oh, Ray's reading gosh. it right now, and I'm kind of. Ray ran the. Ray, Ray wrote the uh, forward. He did. Um, in fact, I need to bring that in and show it off a little bit. Yeah. Buffy sent me a. Uh, Buffy Swanson did a to- Billy mm-hmm. uh, Billy Pouch. I've read the first uh, four or five chapters, and it's. I have been on a thing. This is this goes way off the reservation here, but <laughs> it's not the first time. It's not the last time. NASCAR driver Eric Jones. I was talking to him during the offseason. Eric's, one of his campaigns is reading, encouraging kids to read, but people to read. And so I'm sitting down, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to read a book this year. 
And then I kind of walk out and I'm like, I just told Eric Jones I'm going to read a book this year. Um, I'm about three chapters from the end of a Johnny Cash biography. Oh, gosh. That's got to be amazing. Oh, my gosh. I am like, I am enjoying it. Like, what's next? Yeah, what's next? Like, can't put it down. But it's one of those where you can go chapter by chapter, and it's it, it's it's not like a story. It's like every chapter is a different little facet of Johnny's life. Yeah, it's it's broken up, but it's it's just a great read before bed every night. Well, in the waiting deck, but I took it with me on the road, was the Billy Pouch book. So in Kansas this week, I laid down and just read a, a chapter or two every night. Um, the book is phenomenal. I mean, the, 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 it's, it, aesthetically, it looks awesome because there's just, it's, it's broken up with a lot of pictures and a lot of pictures that accompany the stories Mm -hmm. and it just looks so good. Um, Buffy Swanson, maybe one of the best writers in all of motorsports. She's so good. She's, when I started in the business, she was so good and she continues to be. And this is a topic that's obviously near and dear. Her, Billy yep. and Barb, they're all friends. And so for her to write the book is the perfect person to write the book. So uh, so I may, uh, I cannot wait to finish my Johnny Cash book because I'm going to carry the book in and I'm going to flash it in front of Eric Jones's face. See that? Read it. Read it all. And I've already got another one on deck. Yeah, I'm it's only be, May. Phew. I know. I'm going to have the Billy Pouch book done. So uh, fun. But how did we get started? Oh, we're talking about Bridgeport tonight. That's how we got started, talking Ooh. about Johnny Cash's book. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bridgeport and Johnny Cash, they go hand in hand all the time. Sure. Yeah, yeah he used to run the 5 eight mile track when he <laughs> would go there. Now, um, fun stuff. Hey, if you're watching Dirt Vision tonight, uh, flip over during any downtime. Um, Millbridge, we've got kids yeah. night. So I'm going to be out there. I'm on the, 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 the Tuesday night team calling. So it's a double Millbridge or double Dirt Vision night. So Millbridge, the kids will be racing. So uh, we'll be on there. This weekend, All-Star Circuit of Champions and the IRA bumper-to-bumper sprints teaming up for three nights of racing. Friday night at Wilmot, Saturday at Plymouth Dirt Track in Sheboygan, and Sunday at Angel Park. World of Outlaws, looking forward to these two, Attica Raceway Mm. Park and Sharon Speedway. Gnosis at River City, King of the West is is at Petaluma. Central Pennsylvania, big, big weekend there. And Sunday, they race at Path Valley. So, fun, fun weekend. Yeah. Lots and lots. And everybody is racing. If you have a sprint car track in your vicinity, they're racing. Uh, so, make sure you check it out. So, great, great weekend coming up. Man, I love I love talking with Brent Marks and Justin Peck. Yeah. I just, they're two just stand up, tell you their perspective guys about, yeah, it's black or it's white or it's this yeah. or it's that. Yeah. And I just think that that's so refreshing. And then you see the career. And, and you look at them, they're all, they're both, what are they both? They're probably 10 years into their careers, 10-ish. Ish, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and look at them now. They're on top of their game. I mean, they're rolling. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Yeah. And both have, and both have, had, and both have had a journey getting yeah. there. Yeah, no, I mean, ups and downs, yeah. yeah. So I just think it's awesome. So always great to catch up with them. We've got a busy week here. We'll be busy on Twitter and on Facebook and our YouTube page where we have all of these. Uh, This Thursday, it's the work area. So the three of us, Aaron, Ashley, and I are going to sit down, and I have no idea what we're going to talk about. We usually (laughs) don't when we do it. Um, We're going to do that. And coming up on our Wing Nation program, our television show this week, presented by Sage Fruit, Brian Brown. So we're on Rev TV on Wednesday night in Canada, 
Friday and Sat or Saturday this time. We're, we'll be Friday in starting in June. We got another additional show yeah. on Mav TV, but starting uh, that starting in June, Saturday morning on Mav TV, Brownie joins us. Oh man, I'll tell you what, Brownie, wide open. That's for sure. Picked up that win at not what a race that was. Yeah, did you see any of the highlights was, of that? I did. When they're when they're bouncing off each other on the front stretch, not once but twice. Reitzel and him. Yeah. I mean, well, as Brian, Brian's correct. Brian got ran into from behind both times. But now Brian said I was learning. I was blocking and trying to win that race. But twice, I mean, it's like the first time I was like, oh, my oh God, this, yeah. this is not going to be not, good. Not Second time, well. I'm like, you guys have got to stop this. So we talk a little bit about that and a whole lot more with Brownie uh, on our show. So, again, we appreciate Justin Peck and Brett Marks for joining us. More important, though, than all of that, thank you for joining us here on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Circle B Diecast is... Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.